0: Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Daily Study of the Way of Mastery. I've been off for a couple weeks, been on vacation with my wife. And so what makes this special is that I'm recording it sitting between some olive trees in this beautiful countryside of the Provence area of southern France. And so I wanted to, while I was in this energy and this beautiful nature, um, record a podcast or several that I'll release over the next couple days and so i don't have my book with me so i don't know exactly the paragraphs but i've got the kindle edition on my phone and today we're continuing with lesson three the power of forgiveness and the section called healing exercise where jeshua continues when i was being nailed to the cross there was one who raised the mallet to strike the nail and as he raised the mallet his eyes met mine for just a moment i did exactly what i've described to you By this time i had mastered this so it was done very quickly i asked myself how have i ever wanted to drive a nail through someone else and i remembered my murderous thoughts i forgave myself and brought my attention back to that one and asked only to see the light in him and i asked what is it that this action is mirroring to me what is it masking within him and i saw that one's soul and i loved that one's soul and i felt compassion for that one in that moment mark my words in that moment of eye contact that one got it so beautiful and i love when jeshua shares uh, stories from his from his life in this incarnation uh, that are you know maybe more detailed or different than what i think many of us are used to in terms of stories in the bible and just this moment where he's being nailed to the cross and Imagining this Roman soldier about to strike the nail and just the just that, that, that instant of of eye contact and the incredible love coming from Jeshua's heart and soul and seeing into the Roman soldier's soul and knowing who he is and as Jeshua says he'd been he had mastered this process of forgiveness and understanding projection by this time and so it was instantaneous to, to ask how have I ever wanted to drive a nail through someone else? I can just imagine that this soldier is following orders and this is an enemy of the state who's causing lots of problems and, or at least that's what he's been told, right? Even though his heart is probably like this man is so peaceful and loving yet here I am going to nail him to the cross. And so this moment of, of eye contact of soul contact it is just really beautiful. And Jeshua, being like i love it's like the honesty in it so him asking himself when have i ever wanted to drive a nail through someone else and then remembering my murderous thoughts you know we're taught or told you know growing up learning at least i was in the catholic church like that jesus is this perfect son of god he's perfection you're not but he is (laughs) and everything about him was perfect uh there's a whole bunch of you know crap around that too that we're unraveling as a a collective from the virgin birth and this idea of women um, to him being perfect and you being not so anyways what I love is he's acknowledging yeah I had murderous thoughts but that's the whole point they're just thoughts like even he in this human incarnation had murderous thoughts and he was honest yeah I've had those I forgave myself I rem- Meaning, uh, the way that I see that is I remembered who I was and who I am. And I brought my attention back to that one and asked only to see the light in him. What is that action, action mirroring in me? What is, masking, what is it masking within him? Meaning, what call to love is he putting out by trying to hurt me in a way? And It makes me think about, I was trying to think of some examples uh, while we've been on this vacation in France. And the first one that popped into mind is we went to this cafe and so many of the 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 french natives um have been so wonderful and and loving and i think you know there's this bad reputation that the french can be rude to foreigners uh and and tourists and that might be true some and just like anywhere else you go to the states and you're french there's probably gonna be some people that are rude to you so you know it's just i think uh part of the human experience and so we went to this one cafe and I don't speak very much French at all, but I was enough to order more and I, uh, some, I think we ordered some coffees or waters or whatever. And the waitress, uh, the, 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 yeah, the, the server, she put down like plates and, and knives. And I said, Oh, I, later when she brought back the coffee, said, we're not going to order any food. So she got upset. She was upset, clearly visibly upset that I didn't tell her earlier and she had set the table and now she's got to unset it. And, um, just what it brought up inside of me, thinking about how this applies, is what is this mirroring to me? It's the times where I might feel annoyed or inconvenienced by somebody else innocently making a choice. Maybe I didn't, we didn't know that we weren't going to order food at that time, or we didn't, we weren't able to communicate it clearly, and so she got annoyed. I get annoyed at people all the time. I mean, I got four kids. Um, you know, I'm in the world. Like, it's just part of it. So just being, yeah, what is this actually mirroring to me? My own annoyance of inconvenience or my own feelings of wanting to feel superior to somebody else because they may not speak the language or they may not be as intelligent as I think I am. Like whatever it is, right? And what is it masking within them? Maybe an insecurity. Maybe she's having a really hard day. Who who knows? But just asking those questions and bringing it back to compassion and love and forgiveness. Forgiveness meaning remembering who, who, who we are as this expression of love in form that we've forgotten. Temporary amnesia that we've forgotten, and so we interact with each other at sometimes very transactionally. Like, oh, you're the you're the server, I'm the client, or you know, whatever it is. Any kind of transaction. We can have transactional relationships with uh, our family members even. Oh you're this and I'm that and let's just do the transaction. Um, you can have transactional sex so it's just um I don't know how I got off on that one <laughs> versus okay transactional versus like the soul connection like this is a this is a soul this is a being this is an expression of life in front of me. it's so easy to forget that in the daily in the day to day that's why it's it can be such a beautiful practice to wake up every morning and remind ourselves, have some kind of have some kind of practice to wake up in the morning and remind myself of that and what's really happening in this lifetime. All right, I continue. Jeshua says, because my energy was different, it created the space in which that soul could make a new choice. That soul suddenly saw the entirety of its experience and realized that if it allowed that mallet to fall upon the nail, it would be a decision to choose to continue being nothing more than a doormat for other people's perceptions. And in that very instant, that soul decided to follow a path that would lead to sovereign mastery and never again be a pawn of any government or any group or any faction or any one. He dropped the mallet from his hand. This was a Roman soldier, stood up, Walked away and disappeared. Now that's just... I, in, everything I read I want to say is incredible and beautiful. Because Jeshua's energy was different. And in total love it created a space. That that soul could make a new choice. Implying that that soul had chosen over and over again to to maybe see itself as less than. Or to be a pawn. To be used because it didn't think it was sovereign in and of itself. And how many people right now in, in so many ways in, this, in the world and we're waking up more and more. And by I mean waking up, I just mean remembering that we are sovereign beings, that we are soul beings. We are not just the pawn of the government or the companies that we work for or anything, that we have total free choice. And in that moment, that soul realized I – th- I think it's really cool – suddenly saw the entirety of its experience – That's incredible, whether it's like every lifetime flashed before his eyes or it just was like an instant of I've chosen this to be this soldier, this pawn. And I'm ready to make a different choice because of the love that Jeshua was was sharing with this soldier to continue the the decision to continue being nothing more than a doormat for other people's perceptions. That's powerful. How many of us have been there? Where we have not loved ourselves and not claimed ourselves as sovereign, powerful, free beings, where we've just allowed ourselves to be a doormat for other people's perceptions, whether it be our family, our parents, our culture, you know our our friends, or the people in our lives, our bosses, our authority figures, right? There is no authority over you. In truth. In truth, there is no authority over you. And in that very instant, that soul decided to follow a path that would lead to sovereign mastery. So it doesn't say instant, instantaneous sovereign like enlightenment of sovereign mastery, but follow a path that would lead to that, and never again be a pawn of any government or group or faction or anyone. And Jeshua continues, that one, meaning that soldier, the soul, the soul that was that soldier, has gone on to become a master that is known by literally thousands of beings. He is not in physical form. This one visits many, teaches many. This one indeed incarnated perfect mastery and therefore transcended the world. And it all began as a result of my desire to teach only love. Now we have a very good friendship. So I love that, that that this this soul has gone on to become a master that is known by thousands of beings. Now, you notice that Jeshua, I think this is important to understand. He is not in physical form. This one visits many, teaches many. We think so, I would say selfishly in a way, but it just means like we think of ourselves as like these little frail human ego beings, separate, small And so we can think, oh, that soul's become a master that's known to thousands of beings, meaning thousands of humans. But he says beings. So there's so many beings and souls that we can't see with our physical eyes that we are not. Some of us are aware of them, can sense or feel or even communicate. But many of us can't, and that's okay. Many of us can't yet, and that's okay. So when he's saying this soul is a master that is known by thousands of beings that doesn't necessarily like my brain tries to put it into well is it the buddha is it this per? is it this avatar is it this that i know of it could be on a totally different dimension that i don't even know about i think opening to that is important thinking beyond just human being timeline and he says he's not in physical form, visits many, teaches many, incarnated perfect mastery and therefore transcended the world because the world is the illusion, the world is the effect. And that's this whole teaching of Jesus to go within and discover the kingdom within. And then as you express that you and, and reside in that knowingness and that vibration, you've transcended the world. And that's what this whole teaching is about. And he says it all began as the result of my desire to teach only love, not judgment, to teach only love. His desire. So our and we'll get into that the next lesson. We're almost done with lesson three. The next lesson is about desire and how important it is and how just it is the 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 force behind creation. So Jeshua's desire in that moment to teach only love, not judgment, not separation, not hate, not resentment, but only love created that space where that soul could make that choice in that moment. And he says, now we have a very good friendship. And the last paragraph that we'll cover is, so you see, you may not know how powerful your choice for healing is. You may not really see how deeply and profoundly it will affect you as you go on being a creator and you go on forever. You could, not, you could never possibly know what fruits will be born from that tree in the life of another. But because all minds are joined, when you choose healing through forgiveness, you literally create the space in which the other can also heal their life. That's a powerful paragraph if we kind of just look at it, think about it, read it again. You may not know how powerful your choice for healing is, your choice for choosing love in each moment, your choice for keeping your heart open or having the courage to open your heart as you feel the pangs of judgment or the pangs of loss or the pangs of grief come up and be released so that they don't stay inside and we cling to them thinking they're real. Only love is real. So when you choose healing, it's a powerful choice that impacts everything and everyone around you, Joshua is saying. You may not really see how deeply and profoundly it will affect you as you go on being a creator and you go on forever. He says, always returning back to this theme that you are eternal. You're not dead after 75, 85 years. You don't lose anything. That's what we're so afraid of when we're identifying with the small, fragile self. He says you could never possibly know what fruits will be born from that tree of love and healing in the life of another. You can't know. So don't try and predict. We always try and predict. We always try and figure it out. And we're so limited in our scope of what we can experience and understand when we're in the human self. So don't even try. Just continue choosing love and just watch as love blooms and the fruits of love show up in so many miraculous ways you could never predict with your intellect and your mind. And when I say mind, I mean like your small mind, not God mind. Because all minds are joined. When you choose healing through forgiveness, you literally now now Jeshua doesn't mince words so you literally create the space in which the other can also heal their life remember who they are choose love choose forgiveness choose to stay open so when you choose healing through forgiveness you create the space for another i mean that's that's honestly what we teach in our facilitator trainings at revelation breathwork that's what healing is that's what holding space really means and it's such a gift to both yourself as the facilitator to reside in that consciousness, that knowing, that energy, and to hold that space for another so they may choose that. So I love you guys so much. Uh, more and more of you are reaching out and sharing this, sharing the impact that this work's having with you. And I am beyond grateful. It's so heartwarming to know. So if you've been listening and you haven't reached out yet, just drop drop me a note. Just say, hey, I've been listening. You don't have to say if you like it or not. If you're like not sure if you like this, but you keep listening, just say, hey, I've been listening. I'm on to 12. I'm not sure, but something's keeping me going. And uh, I love you guys. My um, You can email hello at revelationbreathwork.com. If you're not sure how to spell that, you can Google Revelation Breathwork and we'll probably show up in the first page. Um, Yeah, share, like, subscribe. That always helps, I guess, with algorithms and other people being able to discover this work. And we'll see you next time. Peace out from Provence, France.